So I smoked it thinking it was just marijuana. After I blew it out, I asked the guy, what was this? He said, there's crack in this, man. There's crack, you know? And so I managed to crawl back to my trailer room, and that's where I overdosed and had a heart attack. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist John Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems and found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about the idea of absolute truth. Is there one truth? Or is truth simply relative to one's own opinions or thoughts? Well, there's some people who believe that there's only one truth and that truth is objective and it's not depending on anyone's opinion. However, increasingly, People are leaning into the theory that truth is relative to one's subjective opinion and that there's no real one truth, but that it's all based upon your perception. And often I hear many young people take to this with spiritual matters. Some choose to believe in a heaven, but not a hell. Some believe that nothing exists at all. But is that the right approach to create your own truths? Today, we'll have Jordan Samuel, who grew up Catholic, but then decided that he was above what he was being taught as a young man and decided to live his life based upon his own truths that he created based upon how he saw things. Let's hear what happened when Jordan died and then came back to life in the state of believing in relative truth. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yes, Jordan. We're glad to have you on Now, I understand that when you were younger, you grew up in a family that eventually ended up with divorce and that your mom really wanted to put you into Catholic school and wanted you to have some religious influence in your young life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, like my father, he worked on the road a lot and, you know, my parents separated later on when I was 14. I used to get in a lot of fights and and stuff. And basically my mom thought it would be great for me to go to a Catholic school, you know, less fighting, you know, having good attributes of Catholic beliefs and stuff like that. And we thought it would be better for me. And it actually didn't turn out that way. That's for sure. Oh man. So it sounds like your mom was trying to get help for an anger problem that was arising in you. And I understand that the Catholic school didn't work out for you as much, but because you were always getting into trouble for asking too many questions at the time. Tell us about that. Yeah, so like, I was always a deep thinker, you know, I wanted answers for a lot of things. I was angry also. So I dealt with a lot of, you know, okay, who's Mother Mary? Who's Jesus? Who is this guy? You know, what are the details and why is it so important on a daily basis that I have to do these routine prayers and so forth? But yet I had no connection with what actually was going on. So, you know, when you ask too many questions in class and things that they don't even have answers for to touch my heart, I had no interest really of wanting to know what was going on. Hmm. Well, that would make sense to not be interested in it since you never felt a real connection with God through doing all of that. I mean, it sounds like you're just trying to connect to God in a real way, but you got shut down. Yeah, so like I would get out of class, you know, and I think there were honest questions, you know, asking like, why am I learning this, right? Those were my questions, and what did he do for me, and, you know, Mother Mary, and 
these ritualistic prayers that we're always doing. It was just frustrating. I was always an in-depth thinker. I wanted to know what was going on. And I remember being in the hallway from, you know, how many times getting kicked out of religion class. And I said in my heart, you know, I hardened my heart that day. I literally said, I never want to know Mother Mary, Jesus, any of this religious crap I said at that time. And I wanted to make my own book of life. Those were the exact words in my heart I said. And I went from there. And that was in grade seven when I hardened my heart towards anything to do with religion. Mm, So you basically stopped looking to religion for answers to your life. And I understand you started trying to form your own beliefs in life, your own truth. I understand you tried to incorporate a lot of beliefs, including the belief of karma. And you're just living to be a good person and to live a good life. Is that right? Yeah. So like when you're making your own book of life type thing, I always tell everyone you can make your own book of life for sure you can, but it never ends as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because what I was doing was all the things you think you want in the world. You think that you want a party, you think you want women, success, money, all these things. And I was living it, but, you know, there was always an empty part where I wasn't fulfilled. But yet I was so stubborn and not knowing to want to know what was actually the truth. I wanted my truth, not the truth. And those are two Mm -hmm. different things, right? And so I like adrenaline, you know. I feel like when you're in that way of life, you kind of attract those people that you're around. Like it just kind of follows you hanging out with the bad crowd, the thrill, you know, the first car I ever sold was a 96 Camaro, you know, and learning to drive standard, just crazy stuff like that. But, you know, I was always still unfulfilled, but you know, the next thing, the next rush, always trying everything else, but finding the truth, you know, I was just more seeking temporary success, temporary filler. That's what I was after. Wow. So you had the money, the woman, stealing cars, etc. But I understand that you got away from stealing cars and got a really good job, but you were still delving into the drug use since at the time you felt like there was nothing wrong with that. Tell me about that. Yeah. So like my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, she wanted to start following the Lord and going to church and stuff. And I was an angry guy. Like I hated anything to do about religion, like I said earlier. And she said, you know, you got to stop this way of life or I'm going to lose her and lose my family at that time. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go up north. And, you know, I came from having all the things that I wanted financially. I was pretty set before, but now I'm cleaning up my life. And my wife now, my girlfriend then, was saying, you know, you need to get a legit job, you need to do these things, you need to provide for your family and stop the way that you're doing these things, basically. And so I went up and I worked on the oil rigs. And, you know, it's still a dark life up there. A lot of partying, a lot of drugs. You know, you're working all the time and you're just filling your pockets, but you're still empty, right? You know, and so your escape was smoking a joint, doing some mushrooms, whatever, drinking on the job type thing. These are things that are normal. Yeah, and I understand when you're doing the normal thing of getting high, Something not so normal happened one day that shook this idea of making your own path of what truth is. I understand you experienced a real afterlife experience that you thought didn't exist. I understand one of those drug experiences led to a moment where you died and then you came back. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so like I'm up on the rigs and it's a dry camp. So what that means is that you're not supposed to have drugs or have anything to do with alcohol or drugs. And, you know, I was an avid user for marijuana and stuff. And so I was clean for some time in order to pass a pee test, you'd call it, I guess. Right. And so when I was up there, I had a problem with insomnia. I had a really hard time sleeping. So I was up there and I talked to some of the boys and they said, hey, come blaze a joint with us or whatever. Come blaze, they said. They didn't say joint. And I said, sure, perfect. I'm going to have a good sleep tonight. So I went to the trailer room where they already had a one-hitter pack, which was the big mistake there. And a lot of people always ask, 
how did you not know what you were smoking or what was in it, especially with drugs as your background? Well, anyone who knows what a one hitter is, this was already pre-packed full of what I thought was only marijuana at that time. But what they had was crack also packed inside this one hitter, which is like a pipe. So what I did was I smoked it thinking it was just marijuana. And, you know, anyone who has ever smoked marijuana, you can haul on it and be okay. Well, you know, crack is a different story when you're hauling on it, especially with me not having immunity at that time, because I never smoked crack. You know, I did other drugs, but I never smoked crack. And I hauled on it and that was it. I had a couple hauls on it and held it in as long as I could. And, you know, that was it. After I blew it out, I smelled the smell of burnt plastic, which I knew was the smell of it. And I asked the guy, what was this? And he laughed at me and it was like, it's very spiritual. And he said, there's crack in this, man. There's crack, you know? And so what did I do, right? I managed to crawl back to my trailer room and that's where I overdosed and had a heart attack on my trailer floor. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. Let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show because I understand you came to an experience where you went to hell from your understanding. Jordan, thanks so much for sharing with us. It's such a pleasure. Thank you guys. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk more about this right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Personally, I think that there is a lot of people out there trying to form their own set of like truths or beliefs. It sounds like the traditional model of beliefs the Catholic Church was giving to Jordan was not enough of what he was looking for. So he sought for truth in other religions and New Age type thoughts. It seems like everybody nowadays are trying to form their own set of beliefs. And the holding to traditional beliefs seems to be old and out of date for some young people today. But to be honest, how can something that has worked for so long, for thousands of years, be something that we can feel like we can just disregard because it's old? It is old, but so is the sun, and we don't ignore its power, we use it. What power of the Holy Scriptures point to us today? It's written in Matthew 7.24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. You see, when we understand truth, It's something real. People often feel like they can just believe whatever they want, but that's like believing in shifting sands. When we believe in the truth, our life and our afterlife, it's like building our house on the rock. It's solid. It isn't shifting back and forth. Everything makes sense. Formulating our own truths using different ideas and religions will be like building a house in the wrong place, but there's nothing truly solid to stand on. Don't believe me? 
Well, you're going to hear how Jordan experienced hell, surprisingly, after he had a near-death experience, having him to realize his mixed beliefs weren't anything truly solid for him to stand upon. What about you? Where are you standing on in your beliefs? What if your beliefs are built on shifting sands, where one day you'll have a test to see if those beliefs were correct or not, and you feel maybe unsure about that even right now? If you're unsure, I want to take a moment to pray, because We need to move our belief system over to something that was tested, a proven method. And that proven method is salvation in Jesus Christ. What am I talking about, guys? Let me tell you, when I was an atheist, I just kind of picked and choose whatever I wanted to do. But when I transferred that belief to knowing who Jesus Christ was, he began to guide me to what the truth was. And man, it just was solid like a rock. And I'm sensing there's someone right now who needs that. So Lord Jesus, We call out to you, and I'm praying for the person who's just kind of hodgepodge picking their beliefs all over the place, but they don't really know what they stand for. I'm praying right now, Lord God, that we'd be able to stand in the truth, which is Jesus. We receive you the way, the truth, and the life, and we believe in you. Help us to know what is true and what's not. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.